And really, this is the key between lack and abundance. If you are focused on lack, guess what you see more of? You see more lack. If you are focused on abundance, guess what you see more? Abundance. Whatever we plant in our mind grows and comes back with greater abundance. This is one of the laws of cause and effect. Welcome. You're listening to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast, and I'm your host, Todd L. Bowerly. You think between 60 and 70,000 thoughts a day, 98% of your life is controlled by habit. If you want to change your life, you have to start by changing how you think. think. When you change you, everything in life changes. If we can see it in our mind, we can hold it in our hand. Welcome to the Reprogram Your Mind podcast. I am your host, Todd Bowerly, and I am a coach that I work with people all over the world, helping them think differently about themselves so that they can change their lives. And this is going to be a great episode today. It's all about the power of gratitude. We talked at the last podcast about how fear closes us down, and we talked about what fear actually is. Fear is actually the lack of knowledge that creates worry and doubt in our conscious mind, fear in our emotional mind, and we suppress that. And into the body, that fear expresses itself as anxiety and depression. And all of those come from a lack mindset. The abundant side of our mindset is knowledge, understanding. And you only get that knowledge in your conscious mind from your study. It's that study and understanding that creates this emotion of faith. And that emotion just can't help itself but be expressed. And as you express that emotion of faith, you accelerate your body's at ease and you start creating those things that you love. So fear and faith are really two opposites. And both of those ask us to believe in something that we cannot see, smell, taste, touch, or hear. And how do you transition your mindset from lack to faith, the greatest power that you have that doesn't cost anything is gratitude. And I want to talk to you about how that power works in our lives. The book, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Waddles, which was written over a hundred years ago, has an entire chapter dedicated to gratitude. And in that chapter, he says that the entire process of mental adjustment and atonement can be summed up in one word, gratitude. I want to explain what that means. Mental adjustment. This means to change your thoughts. So in shifting from lack to abundance, one of the biggest things you need to do is start with your thinking. Most of us have trained ourselves in the habit of looking at things in our world at what we're missing, at what is lacking. And so if you learn to be grateful, if you learn to count your many blessings and develop the habit of scanning your life for all of those things that are positive and good, you're going to adjust your thoughts away from lack in towards abundance. Now, what does the word atonement mean? Now, atonement obviously has Christian overtones. If you break that word apart, at one meant how to make something whole again that once was but had become separated. How do you return to wholeness? With gratitude. It makes you whole again with the source from what every blessing comes from. Now, you might call that God, you could call it universe, you could call it source, you could call it infinite intelligence. Listen to this. He says, the mental attitude of gratitude draws the mind closer in touch with the source from which all blessings come. And then he continues, 
Gratitude will lead your mind out along the ways by which things come, and it will keep you in close harmony with creative thought and prevent you from falling into the competitive thought. You know, we have a lot of competition in this world. The competitive mind is always one of lack. And if you want to move into the creative mind to create and attract the results that you really want in your life, you have to forsake separation, forsake ingratitude, forsake competition. He says here, the moment you permit yourself to dwell with dissatisfaction upon things as they are, you begin to lose ground. I mean, if you're focusing on everything that is wrong, really easily, you're going to want to give up on moving forward on making changes. You're going to start to dwindle in faith that things can improve, he says. On the other hand, to fix your attention on the best is to surround yourself with the best and to become the best. The grateful mind is constantly fixed upon the best. He says here that we should cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you and to give thanks continuously. And this is really with a 30,000 foot view or a God's eye view of our life. He says this, because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. You know, a little bit later, I want to talk about some of the challenges that I've had in my life and have been grateful for that. But I really want to I want to challenge you right now to think about your life and some of the things that maybe are seen as obstacles or seen as challenges in your life. And ask yourself this question, how has this helped me in my life push forward? How has this contributed to my growth and expansion? So these are some of the reasons why gratitude is such an important energy and practice to be putting into our mindset. If you're suffering with anxiety or depression, or if you're a negative person and frustrated, it's very obvious to be able to look at your world and see all of the things that have gone wrong. Whereas living in a state of gratitude forms the mental habit of looking at your life and seeing what is going right. And to change your life, to change your mind, you have to stop looking at what is wrong and start looking at what is right. Because if you want an outcome like me, I'm, I'm sitting here, I've spent two months up in northern Michigan on the beach at our vacation home. This was a dream that was absolutely, it was a dream that I didn't believe in, that I could live a life like this when I started this journey. But the key to getting here was changing my mind, changing the focus of my mind, and starting to live with different energy. And gratitude was the way to be able to do that. Whatever you focus on expands. The more you pay attention to something, the more you will see that thing elsewhere. We all know this. If you've ever bought a new car, if you bought a red car, for example, you're going to drive around and all of a sudden you start to see red cars everywhere. If you buy a Mustang, you're going to see Mustangs on the road everywhere. Why? Because your focus shifted. The red car, the Mustang, whatever it is, takes up a greater part of your conscious thinking mind. And so now you're going to notice it elsewhere. Well, gratitude works the same way. Let's take, let's take a look at the default way that we look at life. Most of us are critical. Most of us are frustrated. There's a large portion of the world that is conditioned to live with outrage. 
And when we look at our world with that lens, with that feeling of frustration, guess what? We find more things to be frustrated with. If you think that the world is falling apart, you're going to have all kinds of reasons to justify why you feel that way. If you think that you cannot improve your life or change your life because of the conditions and circumstances going on in the outside world, your mind is going to be really good at creating all of the reasons why you can't change and why you're going to be stuck. However, if you look at all of the things that are going well in your life, if you look at all of the blessings that you have, if you have all of the reasons to be grateful, you're going to see more things that you get to be grateful for. And really, this is the key between lack and abundance. If you are focused on lack, guess what you see more of? You see more lack. If you are focused on abundance, guess what you see more? More abundance. Whatever we plant in our mind grows and comes back with greater abundance. This is one of the laws of cause and effect. Whatever seed you plant in the ground grows more of its kind. If you are going to take a handful of, of corn and plant them in the ground, you grow a hundredfold more corn. Whatever you plant comes back more abundance. Here's the thing. If you are planting lack in your subconscious mind, guess what comes back? Abundant lack. More lack than what you planted. So it makes sense that we should be very careful about the thoughts that we're having, about the ideas that we're planting in our hearts and in our subconscious mind because they come back with greater abundance. And if you plant a little abundance, you're going to get more abundance back. So here's a practice that I want you to start implementing. A practice of daily gratitude. And this is what that looks like. I want you every day to wake up and write down a list of 10 things that you are grateful for. Now, right away, people are going to have a challenge with that. You're going to have reasons about why you can't write down 10 things that you're grateful for. Let's talk them through. Number one, you're going to say, well, why do I have to write it down? I have a gratitude practice of just thinking about things throughout my day that I'm grateful for. Okay. If you go back to some of the earlier episodes of the Reprogram Your Mind podcast where I talk about how you reprogram your mind, the biggest thing we're trying to do is build a new neural network within our brain about how to think differently. And writing causes you to think. Writing causes you to think in images and pictures, which actually create feelings and emotions. The more that you write something down, the more you're going to think in these pictures and you're going to get emotionally involved with those pictures. You need the new thought and the emotion to start building neural pathways. That's how neural pathways are formed. So as you're writing things down and you're thinking and you're feeling while you're writing down, the act of actually physically moving your pen on paper or, in my case, my Apple Pencil on my iPad, the physical act of moving your hand along with those thoughts actually builds more neural pathways. So you could type out your gratitude list and you'll build about 600 neural pathways in doing that information. But if you were to write by hand the same information, you could build up to 10,000 neural pathways. There was an actual study that mapped this. People smarter than me mapped those results and published those results. So you wanna leverage your ability to write by hand and magnify your thoughts and your emotions in that experience. So that's why I want you to keep a gratitude journal. Now, why 10 things? 
because one or two or three things should be really easy. If you pop your eyes open in the morning, at least you're grateful that you woke up. Number two, you could also be grateful that you slept. And number three, you can be grateful, well, there's a lot you can be grateful for, for the choices you get to make, the weather, whatever the weather is. I think it's really easy to find one, two, or three things to be grateful for. If you are coming from a real negative or lacking mindset, chances are 10 things is going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to push you. It's going to stretch you. And that's the point of this exercise, to get you hunting and seeking for things in your life to be grateful for. Now, to be honest, from my vantage point, I can think of 10 things to be grateful for right now. In fact, I'm just going to name them off to you as they come to me. Number one, I'm really grateful that I'm, that I'm here. I'm in northern Michigan. I have the beach behind me. Um, I, I'm grateful that I am where I am today. Number two, the voices in the background, they're my kids and their cousins from next door that are playing. I am so grateful that I have my children here. Number two. Number three, I'm grateful that I have a beautiful relationship with their cousins and they're able to play. Number four, I'm grateful that it's sunny. We've had two days of rain. I'm really grateful it's warm and sunny outside. Number, what am I? Is that number five now? I'm grateful there's a little bit of wind because I'm going to go sailing. Number six, I'm grateful I can record a podcast out here. So I'm grateful I have all of this equipment. Number seven, I'm grateful I have an hour to be able to spend recording now between my other calls. Uh, what are we? Great. Uh, number eight, I'm grateful. Uh, I'm grateful for my health. I feel really great today. I, I slept pretty good last night. Uh, number nine, I'm grateful. Um, my wife is taking this opportunity to paint the ceiling and in, uh, some of the upstairs rooms that we've been refinishing this summer. Um, number 10, What's it? It's something else. Number 10. Ah, I look over here on the deck and I see our beach shoes from yesterday. Yesterday we had huge waves outside. The whole family went in to swim in like these five and six foot waves in Lake Michigan. I'm grateful we decided to do that. Even though it was cold and we only did it for about a half an hour. I'm really grateful I did that. How long did that take me? A minute and a half, three minutes. It might be easy for me to do that. And you could look at my life and say, well, yeah, with all of those things that you mentioned, it, it, it makes sense. If I was living your life, if I was sitting on the beach, I would be grateful for those things too. But I'm not living that way. So I can't be grateful. When I started this journey of setting my goal and reprogramming my mind, I wasn't living this way. I was earning $35,000 a year. My wife was disabled. I was working for an abusive boss. You guys have heard me talk about all of those things before. I had to envision the life that I wanted to live and learn to feel grateful for that now. I had to close my eyes and transport myself into the future where I could be on the beach or I was sailing with my kids and feel how awesome that will be and be grateful for that now. The best way to be grateful for something that hasn't happened yet is to be grateful for what you have now. Here's the challenge that I give you. If you're writing down 10 things that you're grateful for every single day, I want you to try and make them different every day. So I did this for about 30 days in a row where I made sure I had no repetition in my gratitude journal. And that was really hard, but I did it because I, I made sure I didn't go to bed until I listed that 10th 
thing that I was grateful for that day. And sometimes they didn't come all at once. I had to do it throughout the day. But you know what? At the end of 30 days, there were a lot of things that I was grateful for. And as I would reread the list, I would remember those incidences and I would remember different things that happened about being grateful. And it, like, it transported me back to those moments and it magnified my gratitude. Gratitude has several different aspects to it. There's the thought that you have that passes through your mind. More importantly, there's the emotion that you attach to that, the actual feeling that you have inside of you. And then I think you can act and behave in ways that demonstrates that gratitude. If you take this exercise of writing down 10 things that you are grateful for every single day and focus on not just the thoughts, not just the feelings, but also the behaviors of someone who is grateful, it's going to start amplifying your experience, your gratitude experience. I'm streaming this recording on TikTok right now, and someone has asked the question, what about intrusive thoughts? And does an emotion create thoughts? And I want to explain how the thoughts, the feelings, and the behavior all link together in the context of gratitude, but we need to understand some things first. Thoughts always create emotions. Always. If you think a happy thought, you can feel a happy feeling. If you think a sad thought, you're going to feel a sad feeling. What happens with most people is most people aren't thinking. Most people haven't learned how their conscious mind works. Most people have not learned to control their thinking or even that you can control or choose thoughts. Most of the thoughts happen automatically. You have automatic thoughts and you have thoughts that you choose or willful thoughts that you get to create. And what really happens is if people are not practiced at creating willful thoughts, they surrender to the automatic thoughts. So they're not actually thinking. And then there's some event, conditions or circumstances that happen in the outside world and you perceive that through your senses. And because you're not thinking, you react. Well, that reaction means that you have some program in your subconscious mind, some way that you habitually respond to whatever that event and circumstances is, and that creates the emotion. So it seems like you have an immediate emotional reaction. And when you react emotionally, that emotional reaction creates the thinking. So something happened that you didn't like. So you have the emotional experience of not liking that, which gives you the thoughts, I don't like this. And the more you start thinking, I don't like this, the more you feel, I really don't like this. And now as you strengthen that emotional reaction to what's happening, it's easier to think a new thought that I don't like this. And then you're going to react and behave in alignment with whatever that emotional reaction is. However, the way to take control of your life is to willfully choose as much thought as possible to create or stimulate a different emotional experience. And the more you focus on that thinking and creating that new emotional experience, it's going to come out in your behavior. So let's tie this all back into gratitude. If you are thinking thankful thoughts and those thoughts come into your mind and out of your mind on a regular basis, your brain will retain the pattern of looking at your conditions and circumstances in a positive way of seeing how you can be grateful for this event or circumstance or whatever happened, this experience. The more you develop that pattern, the more things you're going to find to be grateful for. And focus works this way. You can only focus on one thing at a time. 
You can focus on the positive things or the negative things, but not both simultaneously. And if you're able to focus on the positive things more, the negative outlook that you have on life will eventually weaken. You're gonna become more positive. Now let's bring emotion into this. When you write down something that you are grateful for, I'll use this for example. You've heard my kids in the background, they're playing with a dog, you might hear the dog barking. I am so grateful that I have my children with me who love to be up here as much as I do. That's the thought. What does that feel like? I'm gonna pick out one of my children rather than all of them. And just cause I can hear his voice, I'm gonna think of my oldest son first. So I wanna think of how he feels with an experience up here. Right now I'm thinking about, I'm reminded of him and his cousin. They love to cook uh, and an experience comes right to my mind. The other day when it was raining, he took it upon himself to bake chocolate chip cookies because he loves that experience up here of cooking. And he was so happy and he was so proud about what he was doing. He wouldn't have had that experience if I didn't focus on changing my life and getting him up here. And out of that experience, he says, you know what? And this just happened two days ago. He says, I could start a business of selling cookies to people. I could make them and sell them. Why don't I do that? And he was so happy and so proud of himself. Just thinking about that experience brings up all kinds of emotions. My son now knows that he controls his life and he's 13. It took me until I was 37 to start to believe that I could control my life. And when I think of how far that thought is going to take him, my gratitude grows. It grows to a point where I'm, I can feel the tears coming in my eyes. That is getting in touch with that emotion of gratitude. So after you read something that you wrote about a thankful thought, I want you to focus and say, why am I grateful for that? I'm not grateful because we had a great vacation and he gets to play next door. I'm grateful because it's changing his life in a positive way. I'm grateful that that's creating more opportunity for him in the future when he learns how to be the most powerful person in his life. That's far more powerful than just having my kids on vacation, wouldn't you agree? Why we're grateful for something automatically attaches us to an emotional experience. You might be grateful for your partner or your spouse. Why? Because they work hard for the family? Because they listen to you when you're frustrated? Because they comfort you when you're hurt? Because you have an opportunity to serve them and show them how much you love and care for them? I bet you, you could think of 10 reasons why you're grateful for your partner if you have one. And as you think of a different reason why you're grateful, that emotion deepens. Emotion is conscious awareness of the energy that's moving through our body and moving through our mind. Because you are a massive energy. The biggest thing we need to do with that energy is we have to act with it. We wanna take that beautiful gratitude energy and we wanna send that out into the world. Why? Because of cause and effect. It's the energy that you send out through the world that comes back to you. We, we know this, we talk about it in terms of karma. Good karma, bad karma. This is the law of the harvest. Whatever you plant, you will reap. It's the law of cause and effect. My actions create a reaction coming back to me. And it's the interaction between 
what I do and what the world gives back to me that gives me my results. And if I want good results, I need to put good action and behavior out. If you act with gratitude, which is a very high frequency of energy, and you share that gratitude with others, that energy comes back to you. What it is that you want comes back to you with greater speed. So it's not enough to just think yourself into happy thoughts. It's not enough just to feel a change in your energy, a change in your emotions, a change in your vibration. You have to put it into action. You have to put it out into the universe. How do you express gratitude? Well, when you are really grateful, aren't you more giving? Aren't you more patient? Don't you express your appreciation? It could be as simple as saying thank you, or if you're grateful for the money that you have, are you a little bit more generous with the tip when you go out to eat? You know, I think about money in terms of gratitude all the time. And if you are grateful for the money coming in, you should be grateful for the money that's going out as well. Most of us really just want money to increase coming just one way. Just give me more money, please. I would like to pay less money. But really, we can have an experience of gratitude with all circulation of money. If I'm really grateful for the money that comes in, I should be grateful for the money that goes out. And if I'm really grateful for the money that came in, I should be more generous with the money that goes out. So that's why I think tipping is such a powerful thing, especially in Western cultures, where every time you purchase any food, there's an ability to give more than is expected. So because I am so financially secure at this point and money comes to me in increasing quantities from multiple sources on a continuous basis, I'm really generous with my tips. So whenever someone spins around the little iPad at a restaurant where I just purchased, you know, a, a bagel, egg and cheese sandwich for breakfast, and they've got, you know, do you want to give an 18, 20 or 22% tip? I always tip the highest amount. I always integrate my gratitude for having money and the gratitude of being able to circulate that money for what I want and pass it forward to the people that I get to tip, the people that are serving me and give them more. So let's bring this back to my son. So I can express that gratitude verbally and say, hey, you did a really great job with cookies. I can tell him, boy, that's a really great job. I can also just maybe give him a big hug and embrace him and say, I'm really grateful that you're here with me. I can also, when because he's a teenager, he's 13, when he acts like a teenager or he mouths off, because I'm so grateful, I could hold my, I could bite my tongue. I could not react out of emotion with him. Maybe I want to help him out with his chore tonight whatever chore he's doing after dinner, just because I'm so moved by that vibration of gratitude. If you can link the emotion of gratitude to some sort of behavior, you're now sending that energy out into the universe. And the more that you give, the more that you receive. The power of gratitude is not just about being grateful and feeling grateful and acting in some sort of generosity one time. It's about the habitual state of gratitude that you live in. It compounds, it grows, it grows in value, and it pays dividends. When you develop the habit of scanning your life and seeing all of the positive blessings and all the things that you're grateful for, when something happens that you don't like, when something happens that's negative or seems to be an obstacle, it's a lot easier to look at that circumstance and ask yourself, what is the good in this? How can this help me grow and move forward? That's really where I think the greatest power of gratitude comes from. For my own personal experience, I know that's one of the biggest things that's changed for me because I used to look at life and see all the negative things and know exactly how all of the challenges 
were going to keep me from being successful. Instead, developing this habit of looking for the good in all things, when a challenge happens, I get to see how it's gonna help me right away. What started me on this whole journey was actually my wife's diagnosis of her brain tumor that she had to have removed within 24 hours. It changed our lives completely. Now that's a terrible experience and I don't wish ill health on anybody. And it was after this experience that I started moving deeper into gratitude. And the more I started to express gratitude for my wife's diagnosis, for her surgery, for her disability, the more that disability became a blessing in our lives. Where I can now at this point, seven years away from that experience, look back and say, that diagnosis was one of the best things that ever happened in my life. And I'm so grateful for it. I mean, I'm grateful she got the care. I'm grateful we had the doctor and surgeon that we did. I am grateful that we had the support from family and from neighbors and friends. I'm so grateful that we used that as an opportunity to grow closer together. I'm so grateful that it challenged me to find different ways of creating an income for my family. I'm so grateful it made my life that wasn't working at the time, so obsolete. I had to find a different way to level up. I'm so grateful that it pushed me to hire a coach. I'm so grateful that it pushed me to start my own business. I'm so grateful because it led me to where I'm at here. And someone on TikTok is asking the question, how can you find gratitude in the death of a loved one? Well, I have some experience with that. Another one of the events that led me here was my best friend. And I had a lot of best friends over my life that became biggest enemies. This friend, his name was Andy. He was the one guy that I knew was never, without a question, never going to change our relationship. He was, he was always going to be a loyal friend that was always going to be there for me. And he was diagnosed with a terminal brain tumor in 2013. And he passed away in 2018. You know, and it led me to a lot of challenges. You know, I was really angry with God for the longest time because I had all these other friends that left me alone or turned their back on me at some point. And I was, I was like, you send me this great friend who's always going to be there, and then, God, you take him from me? In the middle of this diagnosis, Andy quit his job and moved with his family to another state to go to law school. He didn't know how much time he had left, but he wanted to go chase his dream and live his best life. And that's one of those things that when my wife got her own diagnosis, I looked at it and said, I, I cannot let this control my life. I have to do something positive and constructive. So I'm so grateful he had that example. I'm also so grateful that during his last year when he had a glioblastoma removed and he was confined to a wheelchair, I got to spend a lot of time with him. We went out to movies. I would go up to his house and pick him up and go out to movies. I'm so grateful I spent every second I could with him. I'm so grateful we had conversations about life and about death. I'm so glad I could be there to comfort him. And I'm so glad I've still continue to be close with his family, even though in the pandemic, I haven't been able to spend as much time with them. I'm grateful I had a friend like that. And I'm grateful that I miss him because he played such an important and vital role in my life. I'm grateful I know what it's like to lose somebody. I'm grateful to know that time is limited, that I need to make the most of every moment that I have here in my existence. I'm grateful that I get to spend time with those that I love here, doing things that I love. I'm grateful that it set my priorities straight. I'm grateful it changed my perspective on life. When he passed in 2018, 
it was easier to see those things because I had this practice of writing down 10 things I was grateful for every single day of my life. I had years of that experience. I had the mental discipline to find the things that were good. And that's the power of gratitude. Gratitude can take any circumstance that you're living in in your life and transform it into a positive, into a blessing. If you have the discipline over your mind, if you've built the practice, if you've built that neural network and habit of living in gratitude. And when you're living in that gratitude, you are able to have a more exquisite experience in this life. And this life is all limited. It's not going to last forever. Gratitude teaches you to value the moment. It teaches you how to make decisions better. It causes you to focus on what's most important. In the middle of challenging circumstances, if you built the habit of, of practicing gratitude every day, the blessings are so obvious to you. And this is really something that you can't explain enough. You have to live through it. You have to experience the discipline in your mind to be able to see how your world transforms around you. And you get really good at using your mental faculty of perception. Wayne Dyer said this, that when you change the way you look at something, that thing changes. And that's the power that discipline and gratitude gives you. I want to challenge you to develop a daily practice of gratitude, of scanning your life for the things that are a positive. And as you commit to documenting those and writing down a list of gratitudes, 10 things you're grateful for every day, I want you to look at them and try and feel grateful for each of those things. Over time, you're going to develop a positive emotional response to events and circumstances in your life so that you can be grateful for them. And then I wanna challenge you to try and find ways to act in generosity, to take that gratitude and send it out into the world to help other people feel better, to help bless other people's lives. And the most beautiful thing about this experience is it costs you nothing. It costs you nothing but time and discipline in your mind. On the next episode of the podcast, I'm going to teach you more daily habits that combined with gratitude create a really powerful, positive, and abundant mindset, which is necessary for fueling your change and progress towards the goals that you want to accomplish and achieve. Thanks so much for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And if you have the ability to rate the podcast or leave a review, I would much appreciate it. So this message gets out to everybody who needs to hear it. Until next time, we become what we think about, and so do you.